welcome back to another daily walk. Well, today I want to present the officially got my copies of Half My Life In. This is my life story, why I became a Christian, and uh, some of the some of the things I've been through in in my past that I don't generally talk a lot. Uh, this was a fascinating book to write. Um, some people are like, oh, it's so hard writing it. It really wasn't hard for me. A lot of it's because I've been. Th- I came from a very dysfunctional background with a lot of weird abuses and all sorts of things. And all the things involved in this, I dealt with decades ago. And so it wasn't like rediscovering trauma. No, I had actually already done all that stuff. And uh, I had compiled notes and journals and things about all that. So it was, though, very interesting because this is also the first time that a lot of my poetry uh, is being published as well. And uh, I've published a few pieces here and there on blogs and stuff in the past, and they may or may not still be available out there. But I actually published a lot of poetry and even some poetry that I wasn't sure I would ever actually publish, such as Demons is a a very fascinating um, poem. And um, uh, Whitewashed Heart is also very good as well. And so uh, looking at uh, the poetry and um, how it fit in, uh, to the rest of my life was actually uh, kind of very, uh, very important to see how this is. I'll go ahead and start this video with this poem, and uh, you can find this among other excellent poems. Uh, Sower in the Garden and Demons are considered some of my best poems, but this is a good one here. Um, I lived a life of sinful toil, all action spent in vain. My iniquity spun out of control, destroying my heart for you. I read the words of your word, but I could not comprehend. I could recall the stories, but my heart was dead. A hurtful sin was carved deep into my very soul, destroying my innocence and separating me from you. As I ran, I ran in sin, seeking to escape your call. But wherever I ran, you were there. O Lord, where can I escape you? Though destroyed to my very soul, I sought in shame to flee. With my damaged heart broken, I only wanted to run. I felt separated, alone, and scared. I thought only to get away, but wherever I ran, you were there, prompting me to stop. At last I quit running. I let the battle rage on my heart. I stood up, rejected, then accepted. I fell down and began to cry. Your work in me began, O Lord, but it did not come all at once. I sought to escape my sin, but I forgot to do it in you. But you kept me close, conditioning me, incubating me for your works. I thought I could not escape the wretched sins of my past. But you did more than just forgive. You grabbed them up at last. You reached to where I could not reach. You removed that terrible thorn. For I began to grow, though the thorn remained. And I sought hard for it to be gone. I wished, I hoped, but I forgot to pray. I am fallen, after all. When I was still lost, you knew best what I needed. I wanted that painful thorn gone, the pain with roots so deep. O Lord, you are the master of all. You reached inside of me. You reached down to where I could not reach. You pulled me up. Uh, You pulled the root out of me. You whitewashed my heart, O Lord. You did it all by your hand. For as hard as I tried, I failed. But you cleansed my thorn from me. You did the impossible work. You raised me from my grave. You pulled me up and gave me a heart and put a dream in me. And O Lord, I am forever in debt for your saving grace. And I vow to you my dream shall come to completion. Grow the seeds I plant for you. Reap a kingdom of grace. From the dream you put in me, Lord, I praise you forever. 
That was a very fascinating poem written at an interesting time that uh, you can read about in this. Now, as far as the book is, uh, is written, I wrote it from a few different perspectives. I wanted to capture um, the inquisitiveness of early childhood. And so the whole first section called Seeds of Destruction is written uh, basically my life up until around up before elementary age. A lot of those things asking fundamental questions. You, you get around a kid that young and they ask Lots of questions. So I asked, am I alone? Mommy, who is God? Who's my daddy? Can I have that? And can you keep a secret? These were fundamental questions that guided my early life. And then, of course, we move on uh, with the, the turmoil and struggles. It, it hardens you. And so the next section is, covers like the elementary and I think maybe even up to middle school ages. I talk about one wicked sapling. Is there a friend for me asking, you know, you, you take the perspective of a kid in that age and their, their perspective comes more from a, they don't want to ask as many questions, but they want to just experiment a little bit with the world. And so that's what this is. Is there a friend for me, your child's worst influence? You did not want me to be your child's friend. Uh, no family man. I don't care if I go to heaven and empty pleasures in myself. And then we hit the arrogance of high school. You get around high school students, arrogance is one thing that you can feel like uh, oftentimes it comes out. This is called a journey down the wide road as I began living my life in object sin and all of the, the things that were done and all of the things that, that really led away to starting my life involved in some pretty horrible sins. Father knows nothing, academic excellence, learning to hate the world. I hate feeling so good. And who needs your useless God? So if you're like, oh, another one of these Christian guys, I know all about that. Understand, I came from this perspective saying, I don't need any stupid God. And I told that many, many times, many people. I have a little interlude here because somewhere around high school, God's, God starts sending out that hound of heaven. If you've never read that poem, and I called my interlude the hound of heaven, talking about how God sends people in your ways and the wearing down of the faith. And then we hit uh, the next section. It basically covers the, uh, the escalation of sin, the way that it pulls you in, the way it makes you a slave. As I talk about my college years and the wretched sin in my life in those times, all the different things, there's a lot more chapters in this section. The section is called Sin's Stronghold. Uh, basically meaning that, that the sin in our life enslaves us and, and puts a, a moat around us that we have a very hard time getting out. In fact, it's almost impossible. In fact, it is impossible without God. I'm going to talk about these, and these are a little bit shorter chapters, but it's called Losing All Respect, Suicidal Tendencies, Paranoid in the Upper Room, Pridefully Successful, Who Are You, Dad? Times with the Temptress, Ooh. Smarter Than the Average Christian, The Filthy Drink, and the brush with mortality. So I talk about all these different elements and all these things through my college years that leads up to really showing me the consequences of a life in sin and what it can do. And then finally, in my last section, is when I was found by Jesus. All of these things come together, and with a very good tip of the hat to Adventures in Odyssey and the one character, Eugene Meltzner, who's very much the academic geek like I am, I titled My Salvation the same exact title that they gave to his salvation in that series, 
the time has come. I talk about what happened there, and then we get into what does it actually mean to be a Christian? Be ye sanctified, a worker approved, miracles and prophecy, though you slay me, and a tale of two lifestyles. So I really, um, I really did a good job here of going in and isolating and identifying my mindset in different periods. And that's actually why a lot of the poetry is in there. A lot of it, it comes from a perspective that I no longer agree with. Uh, but it shows the evolution of a person as we uh, as we walk through our life, as we experience the various things. Of course, you will find, uh, even though it's a testimony book, there is a lot of scripture, a whole page of of uh, scripture references in here. Some of these, uh, at uh, as a response to uh, some of my beta readers, are like, "Hey, go into your life story and illustrate." where the antithesis of what you're going through is illustrated in Proverbs. And so I did that in, in several different places. Um, and so if I look in, for example, here on uh, in the Seeds of Destruction, see if I can find these. Um, so I look about holding on to things and how we oftentimes have what some people might say a firm, grip, firm grasp on an empty sack, uh, referencing from Matthew... Um, 1039, and then there's also reference on this page to uh, uh, Jeremiah as one, if I can find it. It's footnoted up here somewhere. There you go. I thought my process, um, uh, my thought process at the time knew it was wrong to take it, hence my caution and quickened steps, but I wanted it for my own. I reduced the toy, uh, my reduced toy budget saddened me, but I tried to grasp tightly for anything I could hold on to. I'm referencing here uh, Jeremiah uh, 3133. Uh, kind of talking about how we know inherently what's wrong. Of course, this is the first time I stole something. So we left some poor car at the edge of their um, edge of their driveway. Um, and so this book is one of the ones I'm proudest of. It's very challenging uh, to read through. And it is actually one of my largest books, actually. I'm pretty sure it is. A uh, very fascinating story, though. It's called Half My Life. I put it a little bit low of a price point at $14.95 for the print copy. I think it's $5 for the the ebook copy. And so you can find it wherever you buy your books online. You can get it. You can also get it from the website at rwalkingchrist.com. Very fascinating book on the story as to why I'm a Christian and why do I tick the way that I do. Uh, very nice read. So uh, feel free to head on over to the website rwalkingchrist.com slash books will land you on my overall books page and it should be the first one there at the time you're watching this video. So with that, guys, um, thanks for taking a brief tour through my life, and I talk about half my life. And of course, the title came from, by the time I, I got it published, I lived approximately half of my life as a non-Christian and half of my life as a Christian, and I wanted to, my overarching goal in the book is to juxtapose those two views and show you really what does a life in Christ truly mean as far as the person is concerned. And that's how we wrap it up with a tale of two lifestyles. I talk about living the life of sin versus the living the life of grace and all the different complexities therein. So have a look over at that book, Half My Life, wherever you can find uh, books. The audiobook is not yet produced. Um, I will start working on that very soon. Ebook and print book editions, though, should be available anywhere where you can buy your books online. With that, thanks for watching, guys, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. 
Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.